Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast. NBA podcast. My name is Keith here alone for a solo interview episode, much like the excitement and mystery and uncertainty of NBA draft week. It is currently undetermined if there will be a full episode with John and Chuck this week. Uh, We're not sure what the plans are going to be. There will definitely be two episodes though. Right now uh, I have a big guest scheduled for Wednesday And then on Thursday, which is our normal recording day, we're hosting the Nashville Memphis Grizzlies watch party. And so podcasting just hours before the draft is kind of completely useless uh, for you guys. So we're going to hold off and we will we will do something maybe at the bar, maybe record uh, something live from there, which could be weird or whatever. But uh, and also if our Wednesday guest ends up having to pull out, as sometimes happens with the more nationally known folks, we'll have something for you then. But again, draft week, it's the most exciting week. Anything can happen. Kawhi Leonard could be a Laker. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be great. And again, on Thursday, June 21st, when the NBA draft is happening, we, me, Chuck, and John, will be at the Mainstay Bar in East Nashville from 6 to 9 p.m., We will be giving away Grizzlies prizes. You don't have to be a Grizzlies fan to come, but you will be given Grizzlies gear uh, if you show up. We have a signed Chandler Parsons Chancun hat, uh, which will be the... uh, It's definitely a collector's item, no doubt. But we also have some other good gifts, some Marcus Gasol stuff, some Mike Conley stuff, some stuff signed by the whole team, a team basketball, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Hopefully some draft hats, some collectible commemorative NBA uh, Grizzlies 2018 draft hat. So again, that'll be there. There'll be two for one drink specials, all beers, all well drinks, a $5 wing special. So it's going to be a ton of fun as long as the Grizzlies don't do something incredibly dumb with the pick, uh, which might be fun for our our reactions. Uh, Stick around, actually, after my interview uh, today, who is with the one and only Bonzi Wells. And I will give you my uh, sourced prediction on what I think the Grizzlies will do with their first and second round pick. Um, Today's episode, again, very, very fun for me as I got to talk to Bonzi Wells, who was a player that I really liked when he was in the NBA. We talk about the big three, which begins its second season this Friday, June 22nd. We talk about his time in the NBA, about his time on the Grizzlies with Hubie Brown and that great team that had a a bunch of just great personalities. Uh, We talk about some of his old Portland teammates. One note about the conversation. We recorded this before news broke that Zach Randolph's brother tragically passed away. So we talk about Zebo a bit, but just know that this was before uh, that, that awful news came through. Okay, if you want to support our show, the easiest way to do that is to write a five-star iTunes review, which is free. 
The best, most sincere way to support the show is to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. If you support us there, you get access to exclusive bonus content. There's bonus audio. That's some, some of it's behind the scenes. Some of it's just extra stories that we're talking. It's not about the NBA uh, before we do the full episode. Uh, Chuck has submitted his podcast uh, solo episode about his time at Bonnaroo, which I'm currently running past the censors to figure out what's okay to release under our banner, even if it is behind a paywall. Uh, but if you want to hear Chuck's behind the scenes of Bonnaroo, uh, a standalone episode that's pretty funny, uh, you have to. The only way to get that is at Patreon.com/slash FastBreakBreakfast. So again, check us out there. Uh, get access to exclusive bonus content. Support the show. Patreon.com slash Fast Break Breakfast. Also, if you are buying tickets this summer, you can now use our code Fast Break Break over at SeatGeek to get $20 off your first purchase. And we've got a new guest ad read to tell you all about it. Why should you use SeatGeek instead of someone else? Well, saves you time and saves you money. Two of the more important commodities in our lives these days. They aggregate ticket selling sites together, so you don't have to go to eight sites and then oh i'm gonna look at the ninth one now because i'm not quite sure i was totally that way of course and then they also rank every ticket based on value so you look at the section you want to sit in find that big green dot the darker green the better you'll you'll start to experience just endorphins when you see that green dot and know that you're getting an awesome deal on the ticket i use SeatGeek to go to a bucks wizards game got awesome seats there for my uh, fiance and me and not only sporting events but also concerts comedy every type of live event that has a ticket so the way to get started with them download the SeatGeek app and enter that familiar promo code fast break break by using that code to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase that's promo code fast break break for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase let them know that you came from us fast break and another break fast break break My guest today played 10 seasons in the NBA. Important to me, he was a big part of the first Grizzlies team to ever make the playoffs, and he's about to start his second year playing in the Big Three. Bonzi Wells. Bonzi, how are you doing? I'm good, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited to have you on to talk about basketball and about the Big Three, but we have a tradition on our show where we start off talking about breakfast do you have any specific breakfast routines or like a favorite game day breakfast that you would go to? Uh, I, I always kept it simple on, on game day. I'm a uh, I'm a very basic basic eater. I like to eat some. Uh, I'm a turkey bacon guy. I don't eat much pork anymore. Okay. So uh, some turkey bacon, some eggs, little potatoes, uh, some fruit on the side, and a nice cup of orange juice. That's always my uh, my vanilla game day breakfast. I mean, you call that vanilla. That sounds uh, like a luxurious breakfast. That's everything you need right there. That's great, man. Well, that, that's the only thing I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, I guess that takes care of it. Um, how did you end up deciding that you wanted to get involved with and play in the big three? Well, um, actually, when the idea was brought to me, I was um, by one of my friends, um, Jermaine O'Neal, that the idea was floating around for some months and guys were just kind of on the fence on whether it was going to be a reality or not. And um, once the dialogue started coming through with uh, Ice Cube and um, some of the rest of the guys that were thinking about committing to it, you know, it just became a no-brainer that, 
you know, I wanted to be one. I wanted to be one of the first guys to present this uh, new this new platform of three on three basketball to to the world, and it was just so intriguing for all of us. And we're just excited on how the first year took off, and we're looking forward to the second year. Had you been playing kind of constantly since your playing career had ended? So when you decided to do the big three, you were you you were ready to go. You'd, you'd been in a gym the whole time. Well, you know, as you as you get older, you know, you don't you don't really train. I didn't really train like I, I wasn't training like I used to for like a basketball season. You know, you just kind of just do manicure workouts, just try to, you know, keep your body as strong as possible. But when it was time for the big three, you know, guys had to amp up their workouts. Obviously, you got to start lifting more weights. You got to get in the gym to make sure you don't get embarrassed out there. And um, honestly, you know, a lot of us guys are older, so you got to protect about protect from injuries, too. So you got to make sure your body's ready because the big three is not 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 something that's just easy. Was there ever a moment in year one that you felt like maybe you got embarrassed? Uh, you know, we've, you have times out there, you know, where your, your mind and your body's not on the same page, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you think a move that you used to do so organically, you know, years ago that now you got to think about it. Now you got to take uh, you got you got to you got to calibrate your body to be able to make those moves nowadays, because sometimes you just can't do it, you know, and. It, 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 it sounds good in your mind, but when it's time to do it, it looks really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so you you played last year, and you're playing again this year with your ex-teammate, yeah. Jermaine O'Neal. You guys were co-captains last year. The big three, you guys redraft everybody but the captains. I think that's my understanding. Um, so you were actually were, were put into the draft this year. Did you know that Jermaine would take you again this year, or was there a chance that you thought maybe somebody else would take you? Oh, not at all. Because um, actually, I actually um, had briefly retired from the big three over, over the um, over the fall. I had a um, health issue, and I thought it was going to uh, prevent me from playing basketball again. But you know, God is good, and he got me back. Uh, got me back right. So I decided to, um, I was going to play. But after I decided, they had already uh, replaced me with uh, Nate Robinson. So we just we we had talked about it, and we just decided for the franchise we were going to draft the first two players available that was the best and then get me into with the third pick so it was kind of we knew exactly what we we're going to do going in when it came to drafting me but there, there was no other team out there that wanted to kind of foil your plans and, and take you early before Jermaine could get you you know honestly we didn't even tell nobody I was in, I was in the draft until it was time to draft so <laughs> we didn't we didn't want no problems because you know my buddy Steven Jackson you know he wanted to put me him and Ron Artest on the same team and, and bully the big three so <laughs> oh yeah, that would be great. There was some talk about doing that, but you know, we, I, I, you know, he, he's a good guy. He, he kind of knew that I wanted to get back with Jermaine and get, stay with my original franchise. Yeah, so you obviously played in the NBA with Jermaine O'Neal. You guys were teammates for a few years. Another guy who was one of your teammates in Portland, uh, Kentel Woods. He's making his debut this season in the in the Big Three. Uh, what are some of your favorite memories of of Kentel from back in your playing days in the NBA? Uh, Quinn, you know, Quinn was my, Quinn was my guy. That's my rookie. You know, I, I I was really you know excited to work with him for those years and he was just he was just a young guy that that kind of reminded me so much of myself you know a lot of us guys are from the inner city and never really been nowhere before in our life and when I went pro Portland was the first time I've ever been away from home and I think it was the same with Quintel and you know we just tried to help him get adjusted to the game you know he was a big time talent you know stupid. he was a crazy athlete had all the intangibles could shoot it you know could play defense he was just a re- he was just a really good kid you know and I, I always respected Quintel because he had a lot on his plate and he, and he dealt with it flawlessly. 
Are there any other new guys making their debut this season in the big three that you're especially looking forward to going up against? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to playing against Ron. You know, we played together briefly in um, Sacramento for a year, and that's you know that's my that's my buddy. I, I really like Ron, so that, he's gonna be he's gonna be a great character for the league. Um, guys like Amari Stoudemire, even though he's on my team, you know, I just, I'm glad him and Nate Robinson and guys like that are there in the league. Drew Gooden, uh, Big Baby Davis, Carlos Boozer, you know, those, those are some guys we were trying to get last year, but they didn't really know how the league was gonna get. And once they saw it, that it's lit. You know, they decided to jump on board, and I'm proud that they did it. Do you think your team with Nate Robinson, with Amari Stoudemire, w- with you, with Jermaine O'Neal, do you guys think that maybe you're, you're poised to be a favorite this season or maybe ready to take down the, uh, the, the champs from last year, the three-headed monster? We, we, we got a team. We thought we had a good team last year, but Jermaine had got hurt, and he missed probably six or seven weeks. So that really hurt us not having a big man in the middle. And, and, and for him coming back, you know, piggyback with Amari Stoudemire and Nate, I feel like we got a great chance. But a lot of, a lot of people have retooled their teams this year, so it's going to be tough. Yeah. So another one of your teammates that you played with early on in Portland is one of my all-time favorite players. I'm a Grizzlies fan. Uh, Zach Randolph, you were there when he entered the league. What are your memories of Zach Randolph back when he was just a, a young guy coming into the league? Well, I've been, I've been knowing Zach since he was a little kid. We're from the same area in Indiana. So I've been knowing Zach a long time. So, you know, I, I, was, I was really adamant to the franchise about drafting Zach because Zach knew Zach is a big-time talent. He's always been a, a great player. You know, a lot of people was questioning his athleticism and all that, and I kept trying to tell them Zach's heart is bigger than his game. Trust me. So he's, he's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, he's going to be able to get through any game because he's talented, he, he gets it, and he's tough as hell. So, you know, with that combination right there, I thought he'd be perfect for the, the Trailblazer uh, franchise. And when they drafted him, you know, you saw what he did. I mean, he took off. He made himself an all-star. And he's, he's had so much longevity and success in this league, and that's all from hard work and having the right people around him. Yeah, that, that talent and determination definitely paid off for my being a Grizzlies fan. You were, yeah. again, as I said, you were a part of, of one of my favorite teams because it was the first good team in the history of the Grizzlies franchise. You were traded to the Grizzlies from the Blazers. Do you remember what you felt like when you ended up getting traded to Memphis? I'm not going to lie. I was crushed. I was crushed. Yeah. To be honest, because it was the first, you know, when you get traded, you don't understand getting traded. You think, mm-hmm. oh, my, my team don't want me, and I'm just, oh, God, they don't gave up on me. But then you don't really realize on the other side that this team is trading for you, really excited to have you. They want you. They love you. They want you to be a part of their, their future. So at first I was bummed out until I got to Memphis, and I saw the love, and everybody was just so happy that I was there and excited. Man, it felt so good after almost getting punched in the stomach by getting traded. So, you know, it, I was just so happy after a while when I got there and just getting into the community and it was just so much love in Memphis, and I just hated when they traded me away. I really, that's really one of the biggest regrets of my life that I got traded from there because I felt like I was a perfect situation in Memphis for me. Yeah, I, I specifically remember being bummed, too. Because, again, like I really, li- I really like you. Uh, something about your game, like the post-up game, the way you abuse smaller guards, and like just a lot of times they'd have you coming off the bench, sometimes starting, but just the, the way you always brought energy, brought that effort. I loved it. Um, what are some of your favorite memories of your time on the Grizzlies? Um, I just remember how, how we came together because when I got there, we were like two and 10. Maybe it was, we mm-hmm. were mad. And I just remember meeting Hubie Brown and he had a formula for us to have success. 
and he and I just remember him and Jerry West was telling me like I was the last, I was the piece they needed to go to that next level, and I didn't understand what they were saying. I was just like, okay, I'm just ready to hoop. And then he was just like, basically, like, listen, we need a guy like you that's gonna help Pau Gasol get through people trying to, you know, out tough him and stuff like that. We need you to, you know, help us. And I was like, okay, what what do I do? You know, he was like, hey, just be a great teammate. You know, be you know, be be a locker room guy. You know, be a guy that's gonna keep motivating these guys, and that's what I did. And you know, I, and whatever he asked me to do, come off the bench, start, I was gonna do because Hubie was just such a great coach and he was such a great teacher, and I respected him so much because he was a straight shooter. So I remember, I remember the day we opened the forum. It was so big for the city. I just was like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be a building that the whole city can, you know, just rally around because I just understand how Memphis goes. So I was just so excited to be a part of that process. And just just meeting guys, you know, I just I still remember Lorenzo Wright, you know, rest in peace, my, you know, that's my buddy. I just remember how he used to just take me around the city and introduce me to people, and just let me know that letting people know that I was cool. You know? So it was just so many good memories around in Memphis for me. Yeah, that Grizzlies team is kind of a, a forgotten team. A lot of the a lot of the smaller market teams, people don't really remember them. But that first year, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the basketball reference page right now. You guys. What you guys won thirty five games over a forty five game span, like like to end the season. So again, a, a very a very strong, a very deep team. Hubie Brown yeah. had you guys, you know, playing like all ten guys uh, were in there playing. Um, were, there, were there some? Do you still keep in touch with a lot of guys from those Grizzlies days? Um, you know, some of the guys like you know Jay, like Jay Will, we still keep in contact. You know, Shane Battier, you know, he drops me a line every now and then to check in me, check on me, Mike Miller. Um, uh, Stromile, you know, uh, me and Ram was real, me and, me and Lorenzo was real close, you know, before, you know, before he got murdered. So it was just, you know, it was just a lot of guys that I, I kept in contact with James Posey, you know, all of them got Earl Watson, you know, we, we, we all keep in contact, you know, try to drop each other a line every now and then just to check in. Were there any other teams or, or moments in your career that you're, you're especially proud of that you feel like maybe get overlooked or people just don't necessarily remember? <laughs> Um, you know, every day was a blessing for me in the league. I mean, I, I feel like I played some of my best basketball in Portland. Um, and then I got better as I got the Memphis, you know, taking on a leadership role. You know, that was different for me. But I think when I got in Sacramento, that was when I was one of the first times I got a chance to just show my full game back and play, you know, play starter minutes and be a feature at times. So that was really a special time for me in Sacramento as well. You know, so Memphis and Sacramento were really special times on me after I left Portland. As I mentioned earlier, like your game was unique. If people don't remember you, or even people do remember you, you you, you had a, a unique game for a guard or, or a swing man. Do you see anyone playing today in the NBA that emulates your game at all, or, or you think plays kind of like how you played? Well, and I, and I hate to use this comparison, but not not hate, but I mean I, I'm, I'm happy to say this, but Russell Westbrook's game reminded me so much of my game, more of my street game, because I had a different street game than I had. An NBA game. Like I used to play the point. You know, I was I had a reckless abandon. I played with an attitude. I was mad all the time. I wasn't I wasn't your friend out there. I'm trying to kill you. And that's why I love seeing how Russell play. You know, Russell just goes out there all the time. Ball, you know, balls out. He's mad. He's not giving you no breaks. He's not your friend out there. So I love watching him. I love a guy like um, I'm from Indiana, so I love a local guy like Lance Stevenson. You know, I, I like Lance because Lance he uh, I like his body type. I like the grit that he brings, and I understand what his job is for the Indiana Pacers. He's like the heart and soul of the Pacers. So I'm like a guy like him who's, you know, been through some stuff and he's, you know, overcome adversity. So I love a guy like Lance. 
but Russell Westbrook's really my guy because I love the way he plays hard at all times. Did you end up? Did you end up watching this year's finals? Yeah, yes, I did. Who were you? Uh, yes, I- were, were you pull? Were you pulling for anybody? You know, I was pulling for LeBron just because he was an underdog team. You know, I get, I get that. You know, everybody makes their team up in the summertime or whatever, but. Golden State's team is just so stacked, you know, from the NBA standards now. It's just tough for anybody to beat them right now. And and with the way the league is, when it's a jump-shooting league now, they don't really put no premium on mid-ranges or layups. You know, Golden State is really that, – that t- they're tailor-made to win championships for years to come. Do, did you have any issue, or as a just a fan of the league, did you have any issue with the Warriors being able to sign Kevin Durant? I mean, for the balance of the league, yeah. And I, and I think for the balance of the league, it just messes up the balance. You mm-hmm. know, you want, you want to have competitive games. You want to have competitive teams. You want to have rivalries. So they were starting to create a rivalry with Oklahoma and, you know, with Oklahoma versus Golden State or Oklahoma versus, who, you know, whoever they played against. You know, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook were the staples of those teams. Kind of like, you know, back in the day, we have Jordan, his staple. Magic was his staple. L.A. Bird, you know, guys were staples in certain situations. And when he left and joined the enemy, I, I get it as a business move, but as a competitor in me who want to overcome situations, I don't respect it. Yeah, I got but you. I respect Kate, but I respect KD as making a great business decision for him and his, you know, his, you know, his family and his, his professional career. I mean, he got two championships and two final MVPs. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> right. it worked out, <laughs> you know, then he got about another two, 300 million coming. So it worked out, but you know, just for the balance of the NBA, this one is stuff to be competitive. I didn't really appreciate it because I knew how hard it was going to be for Russell to put a team on his back to get back to that level. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, wrapping up, um, what are some of your goals for this season? Are there any goals besides just winning the championship? Are you going to try to break your uh, your single-game record for steals, which is seven? Uh, that's, yeah. a, that's a league record. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 I set a standard for the steals record, and, I, and I'm proud <laughs> of it, so definitely I want to um, build on that. But, you know, we got a good team, and, I just I, I don't I don't really know what my role is going to be this year. You know we we got some guys who's who, who's going to demand the ball. So I guess I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna be a post feeder and a spot up jump shooter. And when I get my chance, I'm gonna go ahead and do my thing. But you know the big three is awesome for us guys, man. Give us a, a second chance to get out there and you know for some fans that do remember us, they get to see us again. And for the fans who don't know us, we maybe get to gain a few you know new fans. So we're excited. And um, on top of the big three, we started the young three. So that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be on Thursdays, which is um three on three for for the youth. So that's gonna be awesome, and we're really excited about that part of it. What's it like playing for Coach Doctor J? Oh man, it's it's awesome. I mean, Doc, you know, not only do I get to play with him, I mean, you know, he coached me. I also get to play golf with him every week too, though. So, you know, Doc has been an idol of a lot of our us basketball players growing up, and even still to this day. And to be able to be in his presence, Doc is just such a cool, humble. You know, just a, I hate to say a regular guy, but, you know, that's kind of how he rotates. <clears throat> he just kind of just moves around just like he's just a regular dude. He kind of floats a little bit because he's just such a, has an aura to him, but he's just such a good guy. And I look forward to seeing him, seeing him every week. We go play golf. You know, we talk about life. You know, we talk about things that, that, could, that could help me in the future. And, you know, I'm just blessed to be able to be in a situation. Well, Bonzi, thanks so much for making time to come on our show. Uh, best of luck to Tri-State. 
Uh, you guys can watch them on the Big Three. It starts Friday, June 22nd. It's live on Fox Sports and FS1. If they come to your city, make sure you go out and see them. You get four games when you go, and you get to, again, see all these great ex-NBA players, uh, and they put on a great show for you. So, Bonzi, best of luck, and thanks once again. All right. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. All right, thanks again to Bonzi Wells. That was fun for me. I hope you enjoyed the talk. Check out The Big Three, June 22nd on Fox Sports. My prediction for what the Grizzlies will do in the NBA draft. First round pick, the fourth pick, Michael Porter Jr. Second round pick, they will sell it to the Golden State Warriors for $3 million. So that's my prediction. We'll see if that holds out. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, again, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Use the code fastbreakbreak at SeatGeek. You can follow me on Twitter at fastbreakbreak, same as our SeatGeek code. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fast break break, man. You understand? If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.